welcome to Ragchew. And if you're as curious as a kitty cat as I am, you can follow us over on social media at Ragchew Podcast. I'm Max, and do I lose when the police officer says papers and I say scissors? <laughs> and I'm Cade, and a prisoner in Iowa argued that his life sentence was technically over after he died and was brought back. Technically, I guess he's right. <laughs> Wait, what? I got lost half. Okay, I got lost so halfway through that, that entire thing because I heard technically so many times. I just tuned it out. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. that was that's the point. That's the point. Uh, technically, oh. technically. So, uh, to go back on it for you, a uh, a prisoner in Iowa okay. argued that his life sentence was technically over after he died and was brought back to life. Oh, so technically he is right. Yeah, technically, <laughs> if you're saying that uh, you're serving until you're dead, uh, I'm not sure how that's going for him. Anyways, I didn't really follow up on it. It was back in, I think it was back in 2016. I just ran across it and was like, well, wow, that's really funny. Maybe people will actually enjoy that. <laughs> well, now I'm curious, though. Now what's going through my mind is, so, so what's, your, what's your thought on that? I want to ask your thoughts. I mean, if I were in that situation, I'd argue the same thing. I'd be like, listen, I died. I served my life sentence. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a, if I was the one on death row, sure. I'd probably say the same exact thing. But looking at it from the outside here, Well, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially considering thinking... I think he was in there for like some sort of brutal axe murder or something. So. <laughs> yeah, from, from the outside, I'm going to agree with what you're about to say. Well, my mind is telling me right as I go, technically, he's, he, he's still living that same life. Sure, he died, but he was brought back to li- to that same life. So it's not like that life has ended. Yeah. Right? I don't it's, know. There's a Brad Paisley song, actually, about that. I don't know if you... Uh, it's called Harvey Bodine. You ever heard that? No, I've never heard it before. It was, uh, it was on an album he put out. Excuse me. Uh, probably... Maybe like his... Not, not, maybe like the third album ago that he did. Okay. Because he does one like every two years. And uh, yeah, it was like uh, the the difference between this story and the lyrics in that song is that he talks about, uh, he's like, Harvey Bodine died at 11.09. And then it's like, uh, technically, he's talking about how his marriage was till death do his part. So he doesn't need to be married to his wife anymore. <laughs> so it's a little oh. different. But uh it's a it's a similar concept. It's like okay, so if you died and it's till death do his part, then like uh, does how does that work? So I don't know. It, it thought provoking process. Neither Max nor I are, are high right now either. For those who are like, curious <laughs> yeah. about this conversation that's happening, I just we're, want to preface that we're just having a good uh, thought provoking. Uh, questionnaire i guess going on i didn't know how to word that yeah, at all That'd yeah if you honest. are high right now you're probably gonna have to rewind this a couple of times <laughs> yeah, just off the first up. yeah just off the first three and a half minutes here uh, just you know because you're about I, as confused as we are right now so uh, yeah don't we're, worry <laughs> we're just working it out that's all we're just working it out max how you doing sir pretty good man uh i need to stop you there by the way Kate. do not call me max anymore um i am lord max um, I recently wasted my money, $75 of my own money, uh, buying a lordship title in Scotland. You know, that's, that's so uh, you must like a good way to spend some stimulus money. It was a great way, and you must now call me Lord Max. Uh, so uh, for anyone listening to the podcast, you must refer to me as the same, uh, is Lord Max. 
Um, I owned a I own a hundred square foot uh, piece of plot land now in Scotland in the Glencoe National Park. Oh, and, I've been there. Uh, yep, and so uh, you're not allowed. Excuse me, it's ten foot. I didn't spend a hundred. That would have been a hundred and ninety dollars. I bought ten square feet in the Glencoe National Park. So now uh, you have to refer to me as uh, the Lord Maxwell. Okay. The Lord. Max Fountain. Yes. Uh-huh. Descendant of no other lord before him. Owner of <laughs> ten square feet in the Scotland Glencoe National Park. That's right. That's right. All of you now have to refer to me as that. Um, I did receive my uh, lordship certificate. Uh, that'll be coming in the mail soon. Uh, but I also do have to preface with you here. I did also purchase a uh, master deed of the land, of that piece of land. So um, I can technically change my name to Lord Maxwell Fountain. You should absolutely get that put on your driver's license. I, you know, I'm really considering it, but I'm feeling like okay. If you went ahead and paid so, the 75 bucks already, I mean, if you, I feel like you're doing a disservice to yourself and every officer that ever pulls you over, if you don't put Lord on your driver's license. Well, and that's where I go back to my debate. You know, where I said about the police officers and telling him paper, and I respond with scissors. <laughs> should I say, sorry, officer, you must. Refer to me as Lord uh, when you're speaking to me. Do you think I would get arrested? Sir, I think you'd be asked to step out of the vehicle. <laughs> We're going to do a couple searches here, sir. And I just wish that I could be there for when that happened because I feel like it'd be real. You know how fast you were going? Sir, you must refer to me as Lord when you're asking me for my papers. I'm going to need you to step out of the vehicle, sir. <laughs> sir, how much a drink have you had tonight? <laughs> and they just like, I've had nothing. And nothing at all. Look at my driver's license. But sorry, sir. You must now refer to me as sir, so watch (laughs) yourself, okay? Yes, chum. Yes. It is now Lord Maxwell. (laughs) Listen, Cade. Ignore the (laughs) goblet with dried wine in it. I've had nothing. (laughs) I have had no stronger than mead tonight. So listen, (laughs) Cade. It's a mead. Uh, it's true. Well, I wasted $75. It was $7.50 per square foot, uh, if you want to break out the math. And I'm receiving a postcard as well as a notepad with that on it. So, Kate, uh, uh, I will be writing you plenty of notes just to let you know and mailing them to you with that on it just so you can make sure to refer to me as Lord Maxwell, all right? Yes. So, question. Uh, yes. How did you come about that? What inspired <laughs> you to want to be a lord instead of a squire? Or well, something much more expensive, like a doctor? <laughs> well, you know, I'll say uh, I've always wanted to add Esquire at the end of my name. Yes, uh, yes, yes. But I don't feel like going through the entire process that involves getting into debt about $100,000 when I could just spend $75 and get a lordship, right? Uh, guess it, who's the smarter cool one here? It sounds, right? You'd think it'd be more expensive. You would think, um, but it is available out there. Uh, and, and how I came across it is I was bored one day, uh, as in one day, I mean like yesterday. And, uh, I was looking at different, I was, I was perusing Reddit actually. I was perusing Reddit and somebody talked about that they wasted their money buying a Lordship. And I was like, how do you do that? So I started Googling and, um, (laughs) I am now Lord Max Fountain. All right. So you better watch yourself there, Cade. Max, listen, I'm going to watch myself. I want you to know though, uh, Mm um, before we get too far into this. Yes. I, uh, I I didn't have to pay for it, but I am technically a squire. So Squire Stevens, I am referred to as. Okay. Uh, very unique 
you know, I don't think it's one of those things where I can officially put it on my driver's license because it's one of those societies that I'm not sure is recognized by the state or anything like that. In the state of Tennessee, yes. Oh, God. Cade, uh, um, should you say what this society is? Because you're yes. starting to worry me now. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Oh, so, okay. Uh, so there's brief history real quick. There is a... Um, There's a society that is called the Tennessee Squires um, that was founded back in the early 1940s, I want to say, very shortly after, I guess just maybe a decade or two after Prohibition ended. Yeah, I think it was just about a decade after Prohibition ended, because that was 1930s, right, that that was over? Yeah, I I think so. I want to say 33, but I could be incorrect. Anyway, I think you're right. Um, it was uh, early 1940s. This was founded. Tennessee Squires is a fan club, technically. I guess fan club is like I don't think it does it justice by saying fan club, but it's basically like uh, uh, the lover of the Jack Daniels. Basically, so it's like people who uh, are associated with Jack uh, were part of this um, Tennessee Squire Association. And the only way to get in is to be nominated by someone who is a Tennessee Squire. Well, that's um, interesting. So you don't have to pay for it. You just have to have somebody else who's already in it nominate you to be in it. Okay. And uh, my mom was working for, at the time, this was probably, uh, how long has she been in Tennessee now? She was in Jacksonville. It was probably like six or seven years ago. Um, no, I think it was, I think it was about six. Because I fell in love with Jack when I was... I fell in love with Jack about five years ago, um, and uh, she would you marry him? (sighs) Totes Jasper Newton. (laughs) She uh, (laughs) she was working for this guy at the time who was a Tennessee Squire and was telling him all about like this collection I had started and all the stuff I was putting together and so on and so forth. And so, as a Christmas present, she got him to nominate me uh, to be in it. And uh, it's not just like a hey, I want to nominate this person, and then, they, and then they get it. Like, you have to write up, like, this whole ordeal about why they deserve to be in it. Like, you know, what – you have to give examples of this and that. So uh, I think essentially she wrote it up and then gave it to him to submit. Uh, and he did, and so I became a squire, which was awesome. Uh, so I get letters in the mail from them periodically. Squire Stevens, hope you're doing great, blah, blah, blah. That's what's going on. They send you funny stories about, oh, on your plot of land. Because your plot of land is much bigger than my plot of land, so I technically oh. – own a plot of land in the state of Tennessee in the hollow at the Jack Daniels distillery that is one by one square inch big. <laughs> um, but it's land nonetheless. So, uh, but it's uh, it's fun. Uh, I didn't have to pay for it. So I could pay for, because the Glencoe is beautiful, by the way. The Glencoe National Park is, uh, is absolutely beautiful. Been there, got a chance to uh, go to uh, visit when we were in Scotland. Um, which is another place that's full of great whiskey, FYI. Um, and so I'm, if I joined you in this venture, I could be Lord Squire Cade Steele. I have a couple of friends that call me Whiskers. You know, I appreciate that title a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of jealous of my title now. I only want to do it, though, if we can be neighbors. So yeah. we actually can. That is possible. You can pay $20 or $90 
for two one one two one square foot plots that are sitting right next to each other. Ah, but we it's couldn't meant do for the, couples. the ten by ten. Well, listen, it's just because we're not couples doesn't mean we can't build a cabin and go stay at the Glencoe, okay? <laughs> How big would this cabin be? Two square feet? I don't think I could. Well, even I thought stand you had. Well, you got how much? You said ten. I have ten. Yep, I have ten square. So what I want is another ten square feet. Okay. And then we could do ten square feet by you know, so it'd be twenty, right? That's what I'm looking for. Twenty square feet. Then we could build a tiny house. It'd be like a man shed. Duh! <laughs> but you're in the Glencoe! <laughs> I know, they actually, so it's really funny, they start sending you, like, emails about what happens on your plot and stuff, and they, because so technically it's a souvenir plot, so you don't really fully, you don't own the land, you can't do anything with the land, it's more of like, it's a souvenir plot, congratulations. Absolutely. But they can bring you, so when you go to the Glencoe National Forest, um, they can actually bring you to that plot and show you your own plot. Uh, so that's what I'm super excited for. So one day when I go to Scotland, I cannot wait to look at my 10 square feet of plot and uh, hopefully to just start taking over the entire forest once I become a millionaire. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to keep buying it. square footage and square footage and, you know, it's all mine now. You know, I guess in a souvenir sense. I like it. Yeah, I have, you know, it's kind of a uh, kind of kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal now. So I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal. It's great. <laughs> it's everything is tremendous. <laughs> Everything's great. We got people out there who are great, big pe- big people. So, Cade, you better watch yourself. All right, man. I, I'm a lord, and I expect to be, uh, I guess, known as or uh, spoken to as the lord. lord. The moment I can shine your shoes for you, sir, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Once we finally get out of quarantine, you'll shine my shoes. Yes. Well, thank you, Cade. I yeah. I appreciate it. That's so welcome. God very welcome. kind of you. So, what has been up with you, Cade? Now that we're uh, hopping into this after my uh, my silliness there, what's what's up Dude, with you, my no, man? No, that was totally worth it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of uh, chugging along, man. I things I know things out there in the world. Um, as far as I guess the opening of items are starting to to, to kind of get back to normal. I that's right. I'm not. Uh, I'm not participating. Uh, my wife Patty and I have. Uh, are, are trying to we have about a just maybe about a month left until our son is born and uh, they're they're kind of weird like with the hospital about where you've been and what you're up to and when we go like you know she's got to get a covid test when we go to the hospital to she's she's going to get induced the end of june um and so she's got to get a covid test when we go i'm sure that's exactly what she wants uh as she's going into labor is for somebody <laughs> to stick something up her nose uh for 15 seconds um, and then they can't force me to take one, I guess, but they're going to check my temperature and whatnot. And like, I, I listen, we just want to be able for me to be there. And the idea is that if something happens that I am not allowed to be there when my son is born and I, I both, neither one of us can fathom that being a real thing. So I apologize to family and friends out there who have wanted to do something or are happy about things getting back to normal and want to get together. It's like, I cannot do it yet. I'm so sorry. I, I hope you understand why. It's a month more that I am more than willing to give up for this uh, special experience. So um, soon, we'll get it. We'll get going soon. Once he's here and we get settled, we'll uh, we'll, we'll start getting together and, and relax a little bit. But I'm glad things are getting back to normal for everyone else. I hope it's not too soon. Fingers crossed. Uh, what do I know? I'm just an IT guy. Uh, but anyways, um, 
Yeah, things have been pretty good, man. Other than that, I've been working from home still. They've been so gracious as to uh, let me continue to do so to try to keep me in the best situation possible for the uh, moments I just described to you earlier. But uh, other than that, man, I guess I don't have too much else. What about yourself? I mean, it's it's I I, first of all, I totally respect that. You know, you kind of got to it's one of those situations where you got to take care of you. And uh, I think a lot of people will understand you know, but I think a lot of it comes down to sometimes, uh, my wife and I have talked about this on other times is sometimes you got to take care of you and your family. And, and that comes first, you know, for sure. Uh, but on my end, uh, not too much. We've actually, uh, I think I talked about how, uh, last week we were, uh, rehabbing this house and good Lord. Um, the <laughs> yesterday I felt like a ax man. Uh, so you forget to say axe murderer for <laughs> an axe murderer. <laughs> I murdered four people. No, <laughs> no, uh, we, um, FBI? <laughs> are you available? <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, uh, yesterday we, well, I guess on the property, there was a forest company who came down and chopped out a bunch of trees. Um, this was about a year ago that these people came out and cut down these trees, and they were, to put it this way, I'm, I'm not going to put them on blast, but they were an awful company, and in the end, they ended up leaving um, giant logs of pine trees, and when I say giant logs, Cade, I mean logs um, of pine trees. These things weigh well over, some of them over a thousand pounds, if wow. they're full, and some of them uh, obviously smaller, that kind of stuff, in varying sizes, but these things are massive, and... Uh, me and one of my buddies yesterday, and it's about 60 or 70 logs. Uh, so we decided we were going to be geniuses. I was like, no, this is going to be easy. We can knock this out pretty quick. Boy, did I underestimate that um, <laughs> by a lot. Uh, we only got maybe an eighth of it done at all. But we got a chainsaw, and we started cutting it down and getting at the brush and that kind of stuff. And boy, we barely put a dent into it. But good Lord, we worn out. My first plan was... Hey, maybe we can get a truck to pull the log out of the way and we can kind of pull it, then cut it down and then pull it out and th go through it to the burn pile. And uh, no, it does not work like that. Uh, tree log one versus the truck uh, it would not pull and the truck could not get traction. So um, we just started cutting at it. And <laughs> thank goodness uh, later on that day, there was another tree guy that we had come out that was looking at other trees. And he was like, oh, I know a guy who owns a sawmill. We were like, well, what How do you convenient. mean? I know. And he was like, I know a guy who owns a sawmill, and I bet he'd be interested in coming out here and, and taking the lumber, you know, making a deal with you as long as he can take the lumber, you know, that kind of stuff. And we were like, oh, yes, please, because, boy, was I worn out towards the end of the day, man. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's putting I, in some work, man. Yeah, man. We had cut maybe about, I'm going to say about five or six logs, cleared out a ton of brush, and then we cut down these logs, but realized these logs, when you cut them into a four-foot like piece, and they're about as thick. I'm going to say they're about mm, four feet wide. So they're, they're, they're in the end, they're still about, I'm going to say, 400 pounds, 500 pounds. So they're freaking heavy. Yeah. And you push these things all over the place, you roll them around, and it's just, after a while, it just starts wearing you down. So we worked for about five hours doing this, and we were like... I guess we'll do this again, but thank God that guy came out and said he could own a sawmill. But that was the excitement. 
<laughs> and um, I felt really good. And I turned to my wife at one point and I was like, was, did I look manly while I was out there? And she was like, yes, yes, honey, you, you look so manly. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like such a man. That was the manliest thing I've ever done, Cade. She I was, felt so good. She was turned on. She just didn't tell you. I, I really think so. I was sitting there cutting wood, and I thought I looked like pretty much a badass cutting wood with a chainsaw, you know? If you looked anything, around. anything like the picture that you posted on Facebook, I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. For those who don't know, uh, <laughs> I posted a picture. I've grown out my quote-unquote facial hair. Uh, I cannot grow facial hair for my life at all. And uh, so it's basically look like I look like Colonel Mustard uh, in, with a candlestick in the library. I barely have any sideburns, but it's mostly just sideburns. And then I got a stash, a little bit of a soul patch and some chin action going on. And none of it connects because my facial hair just is like, mm, nope, we don't feel like connecting. Uh, but I, uh, if anyone knows what Luke Combs looked like, I felt like I looked like Luke Combs. And uh, Cade, would you agree with that, my my good sir? Wholeheartedly, absolutely. I wanted his autograph when I saw it. Quite honestly. <laughs> oh, I envy that. That's honestly that's the first thing I said when I was taking that picture. I was like, man, I feel like I look like Luke Combs. And then I was like, I want to go get a picture of myself. So it's time you feel good. Oh man, yeah, man, hell yeah. Man, and and being out there. And cutting wood, I felt like the biggest badass around. But I know in all reality, the guys who actually do that stuff, and it made me have a lot more appreciation for the people who work forestry and do it day in and day out. They have a show uh, about that on Discovery. I mean, they have a show about everything on Discovery. But, uh, I mean, I'm trying to remember what the heck it's called. It's called Axemen. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Axeman. Sorry. I mean, it should have been so obvious. And instead, I could see everything playing out in an advertisement for the show in my head. And for some reason, I couldn't think of Axeman, people who cut down trees. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've watched the show a couple times, and it really did give me a lot of appreciation. Because you sit on your couch eating a, bag, eating a bag of chips, and you're like, wow, that looks tough. You know, you're like, wow, well, I, I can, can do, do that. that. Yes. As I pick like- up another stack of Pringles. <laughs> Yes, that's what it feels like, man. You look at it and you're like, I could totally do that. And and let me tell you, man, I literally turned to my buddy at the end of the day and we were both, as we were loading up the last uh, trailer full of logs and some brush and stuff, we both wanted to quit. And I was like, no, just push through it. And when we got back in the truck, we sat there and we were pulling this stuff through the pasture. And I was like, Mike, I, uh, I think I'm going to die. And he was like, yeah, me too. And I was like, well... At least one thing's for certain. The more we do this, the easier it's going to get. And he was like, I don't want to do it anymore. And I was like, neither do I, but we're going to push through. <laughs> we're going to make it happen, man. We can do it. But, man, it's uh, I felt really badass. But uh, that's actually, Cade, funny enough that you bring that up. Because I have a rag chew rant in for uh, today's episode, Cade. And I think oh, you might join yeah, in on me brother, with this go. one. So... I feel like you and I are pretty similar. Did you watch the History Channel growing up, kid? Oh, yeah, man, all the time. My grandpa was, like, real tuned into it, so uh, I watched a lot of stuff with him. Fantastic. So you'll understand and probably will be able to join in. So I grew up watching the History Channel, right? I thought it was a fantastic channel. Um, I loved Modern Marvels. I thought that was really, really cool. Me and my, I have really, actually, really good memories of me and my brother sitting on the couch and watching hours of Modern Marvels on the weekends. Great show, um, by the way. Absolutely yeah, great show. Oh, fantastic. And for those of you who don't know, it basically describes um, the 
it describes how the, uh, I don't know, simple products ranging from, I don't know, rubber to uh, beer or whiskey came about. And it talks about them and the modern Marvel Marvels that revolutionized and made the jobs easier and that kind of stuff. Basically, it talks about all that stuff. It talks about skyscrapers, anything like that. Um, so really interesting show. And I remember watching it all the time. But I used to watch History Channel all the time. We watched documentaries. Um, I'll say one of the greatest documentaries that I really enjoyed that they put out was America, The Story of Us. I enjoyed that. Don't get me wrong. There's A lot of it is spun to be a certain way that's gung-ho towards America. But that's besides the point. Um, some really, really cool stuff on there. And it definitely is, I'll say, that the channel always was very much of like your basic tiny dive into history, right? Whether it's American history or world history. Um, and definitely gave you that like you're in school and gives you a base level knowledge kind of uh, roundabout. Right, but right. But um, the bone I have to pick with History Channel is what the frick happened to it? So now it's all like ancient aliens and aliens. And, and, and like pawn stars and all this other stuff to where it's like, this doesn't even have anything to do with history anymore. And it, the, the network is completely diluted, right, to just patronizing to what people find stupid and, and, and just mindless TV. Now, the thing I loved about the History Channel is you could maybe, like I said, get a level of knowledge. Same thing with like TLC back in the day. The Learning Channel uh, was called that. And, uh, and they, not they, anymore. No, it's not that at all. It's reality television. And MTV, that's what, music television. Exactly. And, that, and these channels that used to provide quality, quality entertainment, right? And it's interesting, I was watching something that talked about how channels, whether it's Discovery Channel, which has started to dip into stupid stuff now, yeah. uh, MTV, for instance, VH1, where they were based on a certain subject and actually had quality. And then over time, they just start diluting their quality with reality television because they think that's what everyone wants to watch. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm into my fair share of reality television. I think it's it's just mindless and it's stupid and it's nice to soak up some trash every once in a while. But it's just it completely ruined a network that I love. Ancient Aliens is just stupid. And the worst part about that show, I've watched way too many episodes when I've been bored at home and when I was younger and I was sick or something. And all of it doesn't make sense. And all of them seriously say, possibly this might lead to aliens. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trashing on anybody out there who believes in, in aliens or other beings or anything like that. Because, sure, I, I believe in something like that. But there comes a point to where it's like, I don't think the Egyptians built a pyramid because they felt, quote unquote, energy inside of this one area and then wanted it to go to the aliens. Yeah. I mean, seriously. You're grasping at straws on that one. They, then that's what they do. They even talk about the Easter Island heads. They say they were built, that aliens put them there or made them build it and gave them schematics for it. I think these people back then were just intelligent or just as intelligent as we were and just started building stuff. It's, it's, just, it's one of those things where I'm like, or do you think that they got some laser cutter to get these precise cuts? No, these people worked on stone all day and night to build these heads. So they had to be pretty good at building stone. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. And, and then they talk about how archaeologists have put these things up. And I wouldn't even call these people who go around in these jungles and just completely tear stuff up and don't even have any thought of excavation or saving any products or anything, but just destroy everything that's there. I wouldn't call them archaeologists. I'd call them pieces of shit, Cade. It's just, it's annoying. And this show is just, 
It's trash, and I hate that the History Channel turned into this. But that's my rant, man. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, but I, I hate that how the, the channel is diluted into such crap. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I do. Um, and it's, it's, it's sad because I feel like um, a lot of them, like history, uh, Animal Planet, is still I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a couple of channels. I don't want you to think I'm just all of a sudden going to Animal Planet. No, but sure. <clears throat> Animal Planet still has a couple of good ones, but they're they're kind of turning into uh, some reality TV crap like pit bulls and parolees. Yeah. And uh, every time I see that on, I'm like, dog, come on, man. Like, uh, they're, so they're starting to turn into that. Discovery I felt like was the great, like the last great white whale, and uh, it's starting to turn into some of that garbage as well. And it's such a bummer for me because I, I know I, I mentioned to you, like I, I watched with my grandpa a ton of History Channel, Animal Planet, Discovery. My favorite show, which I think it was on Discovery uh, when I was a kid and I'd go spend the summers over there and we'd watch it together, was uh, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. And um, they had, uh, I mean, all kind of different stuff where they talk about, uh, you know, different animals and their environments and their populations and like all this other stuff. And they still have shows like that, but they're not as good as they used to be. And, uh, you know, I got it. I got real big into Planet Earth when it first came out and we watched that together. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. Planet Earth, too. I felt like was there was some retread. So it was it was interesting. But uh, Netflix has I, I know it's slightly off. Top, well, not really. It's sort of on the topic. Netflix has right now um, the Our Planet series, uh, which is also narrated by David Attenborough and is um, absolutely fantastic. If you're into stuff like that, I love I love stuff like that. And uh, but I, I agree with you, man. Like some of this stuff has kind of turned into, especially history. Like what was so cool about the History Channel was that they had, you know, I don't know what the the right phrasing is. Maybe just more unique items, I guess, on yeah. uh, different histories throughout the world, not just like American history, but like. Uh, and they still have a couple of good shows. You know, they're not completely gone to garbage, but they're on the way. Um, and I'm afraid that, uh, if that continues, that they'll end up there. And I hope that's not the case. And, uh, I know I sound like an old man, but like you said, you kind of grew up on the history channel and stuff like that. And I grew up watching history and animal planet and discovery. And I have a lot of shows that I hold dear. Like I'll never forget. I'll just give you an example and, and people probably make fun of me for this. And I've told my wife about this and she laughed at me, but, um, do you remember on, I think it was Animal Planet, uh, Prairie Dog Manor that came on? I never watched it, but I remember seeing it on the TV guide. Dude, I don't know why I got so into that. And it was like, it was kind of like reality TV, but it was Prairie Dog. It was literally, they had cameras on Prairie Dogs, and they just watched them, and then came up with these storylines for them. But it was still factual and informative at the same time, which was fun. So I got real into it. And they had a prairie dog, and her name was Flower, and she was like the, the alpha female, and uh, she was like the the mama over everything and whatnot. And they were talking about like you know, hey, this is their um, reproductive cycles and blah 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 blah. And this was I don't remember what season this was. It was deep into the show, and then like protecting her babies. Spoiler alert, sorry, got bit by a snake, and then she died. And after that happened, I'm like, I can't watch the show anymore. I, like, <laughs> I can't. I can't watch the show anymore. Like, and I tried and I'm like, I can't, I can't watch the show anymore. Like I was devastated, but like, I don't know, man, I just get into stuff like that. I love nature and, um, it just, uh, it's sad to see some of these things start to turn into what they want it to be, I guess, you know? No, I, I get it. 
I get it, and I'll say it's it's frustrating. Discovery Channel used to love it. We, me and my brother, once again, we watched hours of MythBusters. I used to love MythBusters. Ah, oh, yes. We watched stupid amounts of MythBusters, but it just it frustrates the crap out of me that these networks deluded themselves to to just almost trash. And and I'll say Animal Planet still has some good stuff on there. I like watching uh, the stuff about the zoo. Uh, what is it? The, the Brooklyn Zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the aquarium, or I think it's the aquarium about the Georgia Aquarium, which is really cool. Um, but it's interesting. It's just it's frustrating because I look at History Channel, the history that I loved, and don't get me wrong, there was some weird stuff on there about like. Hitler connected to aliens and all this other stuff. It just, you can see the dive and it's just sad. It's something that I really enjoyed watching that kind of, I don't know, went away and disappeared. But I felt like I needed to rant that one in after kind of going through the TV a little bit these past couple of weeks and trying to find something to watch. And I'd be like, oh, the History Channel. Oh, another episode of Ancient Aliens. (laughs) Something I'm not going to watch, you know? Oh, yeah. Aliens. It's, It's not worth your time in case you're wondering. No, it's not. Yeah, don't bother. No, no. Don't bother. No. Well, I think uh, with that rant there, I think we about get close to wrapping it up, Cade. Uh, but there's one thing I want to say uh, that I think Cade and I have been, I, I've been holding it in here. We're just so proud of our little podcast and how it can drink now. It's 21. It's 21. I'm so proud. Don't you think, Cade? Yeah, episode 21. If you're listening <laughs> right now and it's not too early in the morning, or even if it is, then take a drink. For our podcast here, Ragchu is 21 episodes deep. Oh, my I know. Listen, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, Cade. 5 o'clock somewhere, as Jimmy Buffett says. Anywhere in Margaritaville. Always. Anytime. Always. Always. So have a drink for our little podcast here. It's so proud. We're so proud of it. Uh, I was even having a little bit here. Uh, and uh, had some sh- what is it Schnaffenhofer? I can't I can't think of how to Schoferhofer. say it. Sh- oh, it's Schoferhofer. It's I don't so even. Good. I you didn't even tell me what we were drinking in Ireland. <laughs> Listen, I'm not I'm not Dutch. I my family's not Dutch or German, so uh, I knew I was gonna butcher that. So it's Schoferhofer. Yes, you're a lord now, sir. You're expected to know these things. <clears throat> Listen, <laughs> I don't have to be brushing up on anything. That would be Scottish. Okay, is the only <laughs> thing I have to brush up on. So you better watch yourself there, Roy. You better watch yourself. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Rag Chew. Cade, you got anything to uh, wrap us up here with? A Cade quote? Uh, inspired by the nature and the talk that we just had, I'll give you a, a classic Henry David Thoreau. If you don't know this guy's story, it's quite interesting. I was always a real big into history when I was in school as well, in case you couldn't tell based off the conversation we just had. But one of my uh, favorite little quotes, and, uh, you know, uh, I guess make for it what yourself uh, that you'd like to make it, I guess. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, but uh, I took a walk in the woods and came out taller than the trees. That's a nice one. That's a nice one there at End of Soft, Kate. I appreciate that one. You're welcome, sir. You're welcome. Well, thanks so much for listening to Rag Chew, uh, your squireship. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, take it away, Howard Dean. Woo!